1: This is my classic mistake is playing a song that I want to hear the entire song down, as the intro. The One more verse then we're done. I was raised
2: by the praise of a fam said I upset her Any girl in the world could have easily known me better
1: Oh. Here we go.
2: She said you're strange
1: You know, so sometimes this weird alchemy happens when it comes to rock music, right? At least for me, where, listen to that guitar tone. Yes. I could listen to that all goddamn day.
3: Takes you back to a certain time.
1: But then Neil Young, in his nascency, right? Like, before he became the legend that we all know today. Neil Young was writing these weird, bizarre, obtuse, dark lyrics about real life and things that were sometimes way too real and then continued to do it. But for me, that's the very first point I ever was like, who the hell is Neil Young? Because I got to know that guy. And then my dad, luckily, as I was growing up, had the triple album Decade and it was on heavy rotation at Stately Oak Manor when I was growing up young and um, fell deeply, deeply in love with not only his songwriting, but his tone, his guitar style, his almost inability to do the same song two times in a row. Row. i'm an ardent and unapologetic fan of neil young and i always built will be my name is brian oak this is the brian oak show podcast it is episode 241 as unlikely as that is here we are recording in the smart start mn studios in beautiful springtime south minneapolis 48th in chicago that neck of the woods we've got our own dedicated studio here thanks to smart start mn and all of our patreon supporters today is dismal is that fair
3: It is. It's like it's that shitty, shitty cold rain that I don't like. I don't mind warm rain. It's and it's not a monsoon. No, but
1: it's a good, steady, spitting, saturating rain that's going on right now. It's about thirty-eight degrees outside, and or maybe forty, but still like. And after winter, and I get it. I'm cool. April showers, May flowers. That whole bit. But damn, man, I mean, it was like it was cold and wet. And every time I got out of the car today, I'm like, well, fuck off. Can we not? Can we not? But we do, and that's why we live here, because Minnesota is kind of amazing. Coming up in just a bit, uh, we're going to have a guest who understands the extremes of Minnesota weather better than most, because he has decided to move to points north after many, many moons down here in the metro, and we will talk to Rich Manson coming up in just a little bit. But first, uh, Sean, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. Good. I mean... It's weird. Some t- sometimes Tuesday I'm like, oh, the week already started? And other times Tuesday I'm like, oh, fuck, really?
3: Only Tuesday? Where are you on, the-? on that spectrum? I'm just so busy right now with three different things. Like, you and I both have three jobs too right much. now. Too much. Too much. And it's too much, and... I think that was okay during the pandemic, but I'm now starting to realize that I want a life at some point. So when? Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. Do? Maybe later this summer. Yeah, yeah may- we'll, oh. we'll see how that goes. No, my summer's
1: only going to get worse. Oh, good God. luck with all of that. Well, I'm yeah. glad that you're doing all right. I actually am doing okay. It's just, it's hectic, right? And it so is. when it gets hectic, you start to like... At least for me, because I'm not a a detail-oriented individual, that'll come as a shock to you, Sean. (laughs) Um, But I'm not really that. And so it starts to get a little panicky, like, oh, shit, yeah, that. Oh, no, that. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Holy crap, that. So we just all have to (sighs) take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. If we're 15 minutes late to something, it will not be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It will all get taken care of. I want to thank Smart Start MN. They are the primary sponsor of this show and have been for more than two My God, almost two and a half years now. Mm. Our thanks to them over there at Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Without them, well, Minnesota doesn't have an ignition interlock system, or it would have come much, much later. They worked with the powers that be to make this possible. Drinking and driving is super, super, super fucking stupid. At least I read that in a magazine one time. Hmm. Wouldn't have any personal knowledge. However, if you do do that, you are going to need to get back into your car at some point, right? And not everyone's eligible, but you can get back in your car. You're going to lose your license if you drink and drive. Even before you're found guilty, you need to get back to some semblance of normal life. That's where Smart Start comes in. They can install technology into your vehicle that will allow you to drive despite your... <clears throat> somewhat severe transgression and they'll do it for an exceptionally reasonable price and they're good guys they're locals they're the ones that started to found this thing that's why we decided to
3: partner with them how do people find out more and save money go to com slash that. oak show and that'll get you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock system which is already dirt cheap it I is wish so they would us
1: Say the the price, but they won't, which is fine. They get to decide. Look, man, if they keep us in the Smart Start MN studio here, modest though it may be, I love the fact that we have this little home away from home, right? Our little tree fort of interesting conversation which is what it is, we're going to be diving deep with Rich Mattson coming up next. Rich Mattson, well, probably a well-known name to most people listening now, but involved in so many things, like fingers in every pie, if you'll pardon my use of an awkward expression. But it's true, he's involved in a great deal of things, and I'm very happy to finally have him here in the Smart Start MN Studios. But before we get to him, I like to always share a song here at the top of the show, Wet Leg. A weird name for a band, right? But I mean, at this point in the rock and roll history, and with all the bands that are out there, I mean, literally millions of them, you got to come up with something. And uh, you, you know, you, not everybody can be called dumpster juice, right? I mean, like, um, that was already taken. Or gay witch abortion. Oh, which, by the way, we need to get them in here because <laughs> you want to talk. Uh, they intentionally, like, what are the three words that <laughs> we could use to offend every square on the planet? Gay witch abortion. Oh, it's so brilliant. Um, but Wet Leg is an unusual name. I'm not really sure what it means, but it's this very young British indie duo, a couple of women or at least female identifying. Again, we live in an age where I don't really know how everything works anymore, so I'm just trying to do the right thing. But they come out on their first tour, right? They just put their debut album out. Or Actually, their self-titled debut, I think, comes out on Friday, but they've had a few singles out, but the buzz is deafening about Wet Leg. And they played at First Avenue just over a month ago, and I believe on this, their maiden tour is the very first sold-out show they were at. And I had a couple friends who were there, and they're like, the first couple songs, it seemed a little shaky. Little wobbly. Yeah. They weren't maybe quite there, but then on the third song, apparently they freaking nailed it. Yeah. And the crowd lost their minds.
3: Oh, I wish I
1: was there. And even the band looked up and they're like, oh, there's a thing happening here. Yeah. And that's the thing that we all miss, right? Oh, like, I mean, absolutely. Like, whether you're a creator, whether you are an enjoyer, no matter where you are in that biofeedback loop of music, we've all been missing it and we're getting back to it finally. Anyway, I'm a fan of the band. I'm not as probably a big a fan as say like Pitchfork and those kinds of people and me, yeah. that kind of stuff is, but I do really like it. Here's Wet Leg, a song called Shay's Lounge on The Brian Oak Show.
4: Because I've got a dress long in my dressing room
1: weird sort of euro detached sexuality but intensity that song could have been out in 1981, yeah, but instead it came out in 2021, and I absolutely love it. Wet Leg from the Isle of Wight, I mean, exactly. they're from this,
3: they said they were like we're country bumpkins, and we just love music. The videos are fantastic.
1: Too. No, they're they're very very engaging, and we haven't really featured them before on the show here, and um, they're exciting, I, I, and I'm trying to stay up to date, right? But I mean, Grandpa's getting old, yeah. right? So it's <laughs> it's harder and harder with each passing week, month, year to stay in touch with what's going on
3: i was invited to go to that show with friends of mine and i'm like we're gonna be the oldest ones there and they said who gives a shit see and that i don't even mind but you know what they said we were not we were not the oldest ones there there was like a mix of young people and people our age at the show
1: and by our age do you mean like was there any kind of AARP discount?
3: There was, and there were a lot of those walkers with the tennis balls on the bottom. People, it makes a big in. difference. It makes a <laughs> it big, really does. It Makes
1: a lot less noise, and yep. it's more comfortable for the walker involved. Today on the Brian Oak Show, Rich Matson is our guest. Now, Ms. Rich has been making music for a very long time, and I'm not trying to date him or age him, but for those of us of a certain age, I mean. These days, Rich is a producer and engineer. He has his own studio way up north there in Sparta, Minnesota. But if we go back in the day, I remember the Glenn Russells from the late eighties to the late nineties and then old Yeller, which I don't even like to say the name because that movie makes a brother cry. Man, that is not cool <laughs> when old Yeller doesn't make it. All right. What um, these are you? Oh, ruined spoiler it, alert. Damn it. shit. Sorry, I thought 60 years was enough time yeah, to be able to, you know. all right, I'll try to remember that for future <laughs> shows. Um, he had his own recording studio in Uptown back in the day. He's worked with literally hundreds of artists, so I'm not even going to try to go down the list, but he's currently leading a Cosmic Folk group called Rich Batson and the North Stars and collaborating with his partner, Jermaine. He also continues to record and produce music at his recording studio. I know this. Well, A, because I know it, but B, but uh, my wife was up there a couple of weeks ago, I believe, with Craig Piquet recording some music at Sparta Sound. But it's my pleasure to welcome Rich Matson to the Smart Start MN Studio for The Brian Oak Show. How are you, Rich? I'm doing good. One real quick thing before we dive into any sort of actually interesting stories or important things to talk about. <laughs> Do you remember that old, just outside of downtown Minneapolis, way back in the day, there was an old car wash. Was it called Y&T? It was called T and Y. I forget the name of it. It was, it was right now. It's now where the um, the light rail rail goes down there. But there was an old car wash down there, and there's mm-hmm. a woman behind the counter. And one day I walked in, and this was a long time ago, so don't take this personally. All right. Mm-hmm. And the woman behind the counter goes, "Hey, Richie," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm sorry." <laughs> and she's like, "Richie, how are you?" I was like, "I don't. I my name's Brian. I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "You're Rich Matson," and I was like. No, I sure am not. <laughs> I know Rich Matson, but I'm not him, and I don't want to denigrate his good name by making you think that. So at some point, for a very brief time, at least one woman thought you and I bore enough personal resemblance that she mistook you for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tr- well, that's cool. It's tragic, isn't it? No, it's horrifying. For the you. other
5: night, uh, a guy walked up, to, and, he, and he asked me, he said, are you Paul? And I was just going, Paul, who does he think I am?
1: And did you find out? No, but uh, it was just... Like Paul Perner or... Ah, yeah. I don't don't know. Exactly. So (laughs) Are uh, you Paul? Paul. The the doppelganger I've had for the last five years has been uh, J.T. Bates, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I've I've been mistaken for J.T. Bates more times than I'd like to count. So you, Rich, uh, these days, you live up north there after many, many, many moons being down here. What Mm -hmm. prompted the move to the north and to start Sparta Sound?
5: Well, uh, it was mostly just finding the perfect building to put it in.
1: Really? So um, you'd always wanted to have a studio, and you wanted to go. You wanted to head up north. Things were happening
5: in my life that I just kind of. I don't know. I was. It was. It was a beautiful summer day. I was up there visiting my mom. I grew up in Eveleth, Okay. And moved. So you're to, no
1: stranger to the Northwoods. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Uh,
5: I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time,
1: yeah. but oh. then suddenly it's calling you back like some sort of weird siren song in the back of your head.
5: I was up in, I think it was, well, it was August of 2005 and it was just a beautiful summer day. And mm-hmm. like, God, you know, with the internet and all this stuff, I could maybe just move anywhere and do what I'm doing. And, you know, maybe people will come and record with me and, you know, all the way up here and I'm just going to see what's, what's available. And I opened up the real estate, you know, and uh, online and, Look for commercial properties, Iron Range, and this was the first. It was on the top of the list. It was an old church in Sparta. Wow! I'm like, gee, Mom, I, I think I'm going to make an appointment and go look at that. So and you literally
1: them. hit a hole in one on your first look.
5: I went and looked at, it, and I opened. They opened the door, and I went inside, and I was like, oh my god, this is unreal. This is so cool, and it's kind of out in the country, and uh, the price was ridiculous, and things just kind of fell into place. Where I, I mean, I went home and I went. This is stupid. No, I can't. I'm not
0: going to do this. No. <laughs> no.
5: But, but my my old studio was in this little garage in Northeast.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: It's kind of a dead end. I didn't know. You know, it's this tiny little space and a tiny little house and just wanted to are you get, sure get, you're get not something something about, and, Are you sure you're not you talking know. about the
1: Smart Start MN <laughs> studio right now? Well, I,
5: I thing is I was having like. White iron band, you know, there's like nine dudes, yeah. you know. They, yeah, I remember they were hauling all their gear in at the same time, and I'm going, Whoa, 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 they have got to do this in sectionals, guys.
1: They're yeah, on top yeah. of each other at that point, right?
5: Yeah, they what had two keyboard do. players, and a pedal steel. I'm just going, Hey, now, oh my right. god, but right. now with all with the space, I mean, it's not a ridiculously big church, it's not even what you would imagine would a church would look like. It's, it's a, it was an apostolic Lutheran church, so it's real basic.
1: But I imagine that most of us or most people listening who are Minnesota-based have driven around enough of Minnesota that when you're making your way through the cornfields or wherever you're going, Mm -hmm. we've all seen churches of that size, right? Like, I mean, it's not a tiny, it's not a a backyard shed, Mm -hmm. but it's also not a cathedral, right? Yeah. Well, there's not even a steeple. Well, but I mean, but it it fits, right? I mean, you saw it, you fell in love with it, and you decided to start Sparta Studios. How long ago was that?
5: That was in 2005. Wow, so you've been at it for almost 2
1: decades then.
5: I started well the first studio I had was in our basement of our party house in about <laughs> 1991. Okay, well I mean I know, so I know you've been at it, a, yeah, yeah. I know you've
1: been at it for 30 oh, yeah. years but, or But longer. yeah, I've been at it up there for But at Sparta it's started for a long time.
5: Yeah. And you've had a
1: pretty amazing roster of people come through the place to do what they want to do there. You've clearly created a destination for people because I think part of, for artists, you know, it's fun to go to a party house, right? And it's fun. I don't think most artists mind sort of a ramshackle, smaller, whatever kind of setup. Mm -hmm. But if they can have a destination, right? And I mean, I think it's part of the charm of, although it's a very different operation, I'm not trying to compare the two, but the few times I've been down to Pachyderm, down in Mm -hmm. Cannon Falls, it gets you out of the city, right? It gets you away from distractions. It gets you to a place where you can hang, you can do your thing and actually focus on it. Because when you go to a studio... I mean, you want to get some fucking work done, right? Yeah. Even if you're a partier, even if you're a rocker, whatever, it's time to crank out some jams and work with people who know what mm-hmm. the hell they're doing. And there's not much else to do. Well, but that, but that's perfect for we, some we people, right? We get into
5: it, and I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I like to keep things moving. Mm-hmm.
1: Are, you, are you an 8 a.m. till 2 in the morning guy, or do you call it at 5 o'clock and we'll see you back here tomorrow, or how does it work for you?
5: Well, if the band's coming from out of town and they're, stay in there for the whole weekend right we we go from i don't know like two in the afternoon till one or two in the morning
1: whoa 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 why not get up at eight get the best part of the day no. little coffee some Let's hash browns <laughs> <laughs> well and then and then i always no, i always no.
5: hope that everybody you know sleeps in a little while yeah so you know i i, I just I hope. I'll, I'll i'll hear i'll hear some rustling out there I'll be like well i guess i better go out start cracking some eggs Uh, maybe like 45 minutes i I tell people if we're rolling by noon we're in good shape all right because i know it's going to go into the night and i know we everybody should have a good night's sleep let's before we start doing our rocking and rolling and music stuff (laughs) because i don't know it just seems it's not right to be trying to track Look, rock and roll at eight in the morning i yeah. agree
1: wholeheartedly no and i was kind of joking around i'm just i against my better wishes and my will i am an early riser so i'm up at 5 a.m 4 a.m every single day and have like man been that way well, no like, not me kidding. either except my job made me do it right yeah. like whereas your job you keeps to you it. up late at night can you get used to it um, no no i don't if i'm 100 really. percent honest you do get into a rhythm there is never a time that my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. that I'm not like, oh, <laughs> fuck off. And you lay there, which is why. I'm so spoiled. I don't, no, 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 you're <laughs> not, just... though. Like, people are like, how could you do that? I'm like, I know so many people who have to get up at 6.30 or 7 or 8. And that's not their timeline. That's not when their body wants to wake up. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has to wake up to an alarm clock, it, there, there's a similar thing there. But 4 a.m. is a particular particularly harsh maiden i'm gonna be honest she's she's unforgiving but i chose a thing that i love to do and we we bend our lives for things we love to do right yeah i want to find out how you fell in love with music and how it bent you the way that it did bend you but before we do that i want to hear a song i don't like to go too long in the show without hearing some of your music yeah um what is the first song that we're gonna play here we've got
3: three up there i can't read them from here because i'm old oh i can so that
1: one's last i know that this one, In Flight, or What's Your Story? Why don't you put on In Flight? In Flight. So before this is from our into, latest album. So, wait, what's the latest album called? Skylights. Skylights. And if I were enthusiastic and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know there was more Rich Matson out there, and I wanted to go grab it somewhere, where would I grab it?
5: Well, uh, Bandcamp. Rich Mattson Music? Bandcamp is a good idea. Yeah, richmatsonmusic.com, and there's links there to anywhere.
1: And so, but Bandcamp is how you can actually make... Should there be an avalanche? Should it go viral? That's where you can actually make real money. Um, okay, not real money. You know what I meant, though. Like, yeah. If, if there were a, if what would be your preferred place for people to find Rich Matson music? Probably Bandcamp. All right, I really like what they do. Very good. Then they, I've I've heard similar things from many many people. Do you want to tell me about this song at all before we dive in?
5: Well, Skylights came out in February 2021, mm-hmm. and this was our first single off of that album, and it's a song about. Flying. <laughs>
2: just i don't like waiting in line and i don't like being confined to such a tiny space
1: of Rich Matson and the North Stars right there on The Brian Oaks Show. But Rich has been in numerous combos and bands and has both collaborated with, produced, and written with literally hundreds of other artists. It's You're sort of a staple in Minnesota music, whether you like it or not. Are you comfortable <laughs> with that role? That's okay. Yeah? Sure, man. Well, I mean, it, it means you get to do what you love for a living, right? Absolutely. And that there's, a, I mean... There's something to that, right? I decided to go into radio, knowing I'd never be wealthy, I'd never be comfortable. I could be fired at a moment's notice, but there's nothing I adore more. And so, even though there are strategic risks in approaching what you love, it's hard to imagine living any other way, isn't it?
5: I don't. I don't know what else I would do. Right. I, I thought, you know, maybe I could be a sandwich artist or something. <laughs>
1: how's your slicing how how are you on the slicer (laughs) i mean can you get can you do that that. so-called turkey pressed ham ultra thin oh yeah i think i could do that
3: double layers how early in your life being from up there did you realize that you weren't going to make it in the nhl Oh, pretty early. <laughs> I suck at sports. Yeah, okay. I tried all of them
5: though. I tried it. I tried. Well, first it was basketball, and I, I I tried pretty hard, but it didn't work out so good. And, Your
1: layup game wasn't uh, strong.
5: <laughs> I don't know. I was I was tall. Well, I was, I'm six foot tall, and then, you know, I I, I I was an early sprouter. You know. I, yeah, I, yeah. They yeah. thought I'd be good, and and then basketball, or, and then football. Nah. <laughs> what was I the just,
1: position you played at football?
5: Uh Here's my famous quote for that. <laughs> Go on. I
3: don't know tackle (laughs) 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 so there becomes a point where you're like okay i'm from hockey town usa but uh maybe i'm not a sports guy maybe i'm not maybe that isn't me i I
5: did try hockey for a couple years i I scored two goals in my whole career so i know that you
1: i know you started playing very young playing music (laughs) so we move on from sports but you're still up north but you start playing when you're very young at what point does music become your thing? At what point is Rich Matson, the musician, sort of blossoming? When do you realize that music is the thing that matters more to you than anything else? Uh, probably three or four years old. Dang, how wow. did that happen?
5: <laughs> I, that's early, man. I just always I don't know. I just always I uh, had to think for music. I just radio, m- records are your, well, your family my folks play, play music? The music. Yeah. Uh My dad was more of a country guy. He liked Johnny Cash and -hmm. and, uh, Waylon Jones and stuff like that. And and Mom was more into the folk music, like, uh, well, she loved The Beatles and Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at those albums. The the records were on the bottom shelf, so I just sit and look at those records.
1: It was cool, though, wasn't it? It's like... It's like going to somebody's house where you find the right book collection when you're growing up and you're young and you don't really understand what's happening. You know, this is a way to listen to music, but you're looking at the covers, the front and the back. And if that rare gatefold is there where you're looking at the inside and you get the notes and you get sort of a glimpse, especially when you're in the northern suburbs. I was in the northern suburbs. You were way up north. You get a glimpse into a world that you wouldn't otherwise have any knowledge about. We're talking pre-internet, right? I mean, yeah. and very, very little of that got action on TV. Some of it did, certainly, and some of it got action on radio. But it's it's a new world, and it's it's exciting. It's beguiling.
5: My mom had a copy of The Freewheel and Bob Dylan. Yeah. And uh-huh. I remember she said, he's from Hibbing. And I would just stare at that record cover and go, how is that possible?
1: <laughs> wait, no, someone wait. from here Can did a thing?
5: Yeah. And this is a record. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Hot and I didn't, I don't, I don't even know if I believed her. I mean, I, just, I just, he's from outer space. When's the first time you touched a guitar? Well, my dad had one in the closet. He didn't really play it ever, <laughs> but he said, don't touch that. Right. But I did. And uh, there was a shitty acoustic guitar that, that we had around the house, too. So I, I don't know. Uh, my grandparents got me a concertina. They saw that I was like music. You mean like a so. keyboard? No, it's like an accordion. Oh wow! Like a little, little, oh my little button gosh. box. I think I was nice. probably eight or something. They got me a concertina for Christmas. You'll be an accordion player. You know, they they, they <laughs> which saw by me the way it was a...
1: very very popular at the time. Oh, I remember yes. knowing they're, several they're, accordion players. They, when they I was listened to polkas
5: and they they had forty fives with mm-hmm. accordions. You know, well, you'll be an accordion player then. And I took some lessons and it's yeah. accordion. And that wasn't you didn't my take too all you know? though?
1: like yeah. I mean, like you didn't like try to do anything I dangerous or Mary weirder, Had a little and stuff like yeah. <laughs> you know, and a couple recitals. How the rock like, on this thing? Nope. Okay, so then you decide that's not your thing. You're going to do guitar, but there's a there's a big step between playing along poorly to a Peter Paul and Mary record to suddenly writing your own music and performing in your young mm-hmm. teens as you started to do. What's that radical transition like?
5: Um, well, I had a buddy down the, about a block away. He decided he was going to be the drummer. <laughs> you made and, a band. Yeah. Well, we, I think we started jamming pretty much once, once we got our instruments, I had a little PV amplifier and I had a pretty shitty <laughs> electric guitar. <laughs> I can't even... Tell you the brand name, it was either <laughs> San or Pan. But, uh, <laughs> oh, so but we, super shitty! Yeah. We, we jammed probably three times a day. I mean, every day. His parents wow. were so sweet to let us jam in this little basement. It, it, it was supposed to be the bar.
1: And so what but are you, we like took 10? over the bar in the basement. Yeah.
5: You're like 10, 11, 12? Uh, maybe yeah, 13, 14. Okay,
1: so I mean, but you're and you're we, a bar band. You're you're in a bar band, you know, in the loosest sense of the term. <laughs> yeah. And 13 yeah. years of age. Right? House. Yeah. Did that band and I I always ask this because I love I love to peek. I like to peel back the curtains and find out some of the the underlying uh, seeds that are in there. Did that band have a name? Did you did you court with names? Yeah.
5: Well, <laughs> We were we were the barking spiders. We were the foilers, ah! and then once we got we got my cousin got involved with it, and then we uh, he he was the he was like my big brother. He he showed me some chords and stuff, and right? Kind of gave me my start, and he he wound up joining our band, and we were called Easy Tilt.
1: See, Easy Tilt is kind of a cool name. It kind of is. Barking spiders sounds like the name that twelve year olds would give their. Band. Well, we yeah. invented punk rock. Oh, we didn't have
5: punk rock, but we somehow invented it. We didn't even know about it, but we, we were doing punk rock nice. before we even knew what it was. It was out there somewhere, but we, you know, we, we, uh, long
1: before I found it, I found myself we were swearing in into in, the mic. And yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I found myself in a band, up. uh, in my me, uh, mid teen years. And before I truly understood what punk rock was about, hardcore, any of it, I was also in a punk rock band uh, yeah. called P.O.L. What's P.O.L.? Post-orgasmic letdown. That's right. That's right. That <laughs> w- is
3: pretty solid. You're welcome. You <laughs> are
1: welcome. Uh, that never really went anywhere, but we would scream and get loud and thrash, and yeah. we were awful. It wasn't even what you could really call songs, yeah. but it felt amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Is yeah. That, was that where you got the bug? Or yeah. the spider, well, as it were? Yeah. <laughs>
5: and, well, eventually then, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Right. As Mike is what rock and roll is supposed to be." We were fucking corn dogs. Yes, we we were doing country. We were doing rock. I remember we started playing the the chord progression on Freebird. When we were going fast, you know, do We're like we wrote a song, and and Timmy's brother Todd comes and goes. You guys are playing fucking Freebird. <laughs> I said like, What's Freebird? What do you mean? <laughs> and and uh yeah. He he educated us. All right.
1: So you start <laughs> playing at a young age. You continue to play, obviously. Music's fascination for you. What gets you down to the cities from Eveleth? what when does that happen?
5: Um I heard of the Flamin' O's. Mm-hmm. Somehow. I remember there romance. There's a neighborhood yeah. kid that had that that record and he said uh, well, this, this, it's the flame of Rose. I said, this is great. They're from the cities. I went, what? <laughs> you can do this in Minnesota? Make records? Yeah. So uh, that, that was the spark. And then, you know, we're just kind of biding our time, going through junior high, and high school and <laughs>
1: uh, but it's coming uh, it's coming. coming to minneapolis our rock future is coming in the big city
5: and the replacements came out and the hoosker do and oh. you kept hearing about all this music mm. going on and 84 down in my the life, cities. We yeah. gotta go down there, and we we took road trips and went to concerts my first concert at the 7th street entry was the replacements and
1: <gasps> son a of a oh. bitch you're kidding. just blown
5: but away i i I remember walking There's into no the entrance for something like that. And it was pitch black, dark in there. It was an all age show uh-huh. pitch dark, except for maybe a couple of lights on the stage. I remember that little step where you, where you go down to the, or the, where down to the, the main floor, floor yeah. up from the like slightly I, I, elevated ledge. I didn't it. know the step was there. I went, yeah. And, and I went right up to the front, right in front of uh, where, where uh, Paul would be standing. Come on. And I had to sit through that, uh, the opening band. They were called a few. And they were good and everything. I have two records but, by a few. Yeah. And I stood right in front there just waiting. And like, yeah, they're cool. That's cool. <laughs> I remember seeing Paul and, and uh, Tommy peeking through the curtain, kind of giggling. I'm like, those guys, are, God, they're here. They're here. And, and I remember they like that feeling, man. They got up there, and it was so fucking loud. I, yeah. I couldn't hear any vocals. I'm like,
1: oh, my God. What? <laughs> this is how they do it? And how old <laughs> are you? Holy shit. 16, 17, 18? Uh, probably 17 or 18. Yeah, eight. right on. 17
5: or 18. Sure. Was Wild. I, was, see, I didn't Bob get to ever see him back
1: in. then. I didn't get yeah. to see him back then. <sighs> I saw them in a reunite. Obviously, Bob was long gone, uh, and Chris was no longer on drums. I saw him at Coachella, I don't know, 8, nine, ten years ago, and um, it was still amazing, but I... Mm-hmm. Never saw him back in the day like that. And so, I mean, that's a pretty transformational moment. So, what I mean, so when you move down to the cities, are you coming here to go to school? Are you just flipping the bird to Eveleth and just moving down here to start doing the music thing?
5: I was flipping the bird to Eveleth and just moving down here to do the music thing.
1: Right on.
3: I
5: went to Minneapolis Community College as a formality.
3: I understand. That's that. what you told your parents you yeah. were gonna do. Yeah, I, 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 I did oh, the God. same. I did the same thing. <laughs> I was terrible. I signed
5: up for classes, paid for them, and you know, I <laughs> and they didn't go. I'd, it's like you're not required to go. Well, <laughs> fuck it then. <laughs> Well, then what, I'll go, what, I'll what, go what once I? in a while yeah. I went and oh, now I it's, did the same so thing stupid.
1: in order for me to work at Radio K, which is where my career, frankly, got launched uh, when they very first launched Radio K in October of 93. You had to at least be an auxiliary student, right? Like a yeah. part time student. So I would sign up for a class. I would go to the first two of them. And then I wouldn't go for the rest of the quarter, and that money got flushed <laughs> down the drain. But I was still technically a student because it was the only reason that dragged me over to the campus, right? I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, and that's what you wanted to yeah. do. So you then, at some point, you get down here and you start... I mean, did you find a group of like-minded individuals? How quickly do you start being like, I need to get a band put together right now?
5: Right away, Um it started out... Well, first thing I did was I decided I'd be like an acoustic coffee shop performer, yeah right on very that, groovy. that lasted one gig <laughs> <laughs> all right. well, I was, I, it was was it all a, covers were there originals in there there were, it was mostly originals right on I'd been writing a lot of songs yeah and i I remember I played that first solo gig and my buddy Russell was there <laughs> and he was he was the bass player in my high school band yeah he he had moved he was going to u of m he was from ablethe and i he said hmm I should uh, play bass with you. I said, okay. He he wanted to play upright bass, so he'd keep it acoustic, you know. But maybe a little jazzy.
1: Yeah. And and
5: (laughs) my little brother, Glenn, he was was down and he said, well, I'll learn how to play drums and I'll I'll be in the band too. I said, okay. Well, what should we call ourselves? So there's Glenn and there's Russell. He said, we'll be Rich Matson and the Glenn Russell's. How about? I said,
1: oh, good enough. But, uh, but let's be honest, man. Yeah. So like I mean, from humble but beginnings, the, right? And there are all the good names still yeah, left yeah. to grab from, and that's what we went with. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and put it down if you want, but let's be honest. Anybody who paid attention to music throughout the end of the 80s and throughout the 90s in this town, which I absolutely did, the Glenn Russells are a name, man. I mean, the Glenn Russells were impressive. People liked the Glenn Russells, so it's not like you were some lame, acoustic jazz trio. The Glenn Russells Glenn, Glenn Russells, were a real deal. We started out acoustically,
5: and I don't know, I think that lasted maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, and we just had to gravitate towards going electric, and yeah. be loud, and eventually we got obnoxious. and ridiculous and <laughs> crazy and we lost russell and then we lost glenn and we still kept the name the glenn Russell. well nice. too bad you're too
1: famous to change the name Joke, <laughs> exactly. but you were at the time man like that's a name that is well known before we go any further with rich Matson, i would like to hear another song i don't like to get too far into the show or go too long between songs because i do it all the time on radio um this next song that we're going to play is called what's it called sean this one right here wave file 289945 I can't read that. Is it what's your story? It
3: is. Yeah, it is.
1: <clears throat> what's your story? Well, that's what I'm asking you, Rich Matson. This is that's why you're a guest on the Brian Oaks <laughs> show in the Smart Start MN Studios. Um tell me about the song. What is your story?
5: This is uh Rich Matson and the North Stars from the Totem album. This is from a couple years ago.
1: Very little information provided right there. Rich <laughs> it's a Rocker. What the hell is the song about? <laughs> uh everybody's got a story. What and what's
5: your story?
1: The music of Rich Matson and the North Star is asking what, upon further reflection, is sort of the universal story, right? I mean, we're all trapped in sort of our own little meat housings, right, around the skeletal. We're a sausage,
3: is what you're saying? Well,
1: sausage with bones in the middle of it. Oh. And also a digestive tube, but you want to make sure to remove that before you eat anything. I would I
3: mean, just me <laughs> you if you've ever
1: been fishing <laughs> for sure remove that part. Or if you're into shrimp or anything, you really gotta get rid of that ugh, icky part in the middle. But asking a universal question since we are so individual yet part of a collective what's your story is kind of like the universal question about how we interact as a species i didn't realize that i was sitting here talking to a deep philosopher but i am (laughs) and apparently we will continue that conversation momentarily my other probably seventh favorite deep philosopher in my life would be sean bernard sean bernard Seventh? that was a compliment.
3: That's No, I'm okay, taking
1: Yeah, exactly. Understood. <laughs> you
3: know a lot of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In addition to being my friend, producer of this show, co-podcast owner, Sean is also a realtor for the 50th and France location Avidina Realty. And it's weird. For a while, there wasn't a house you could buy. So the market was literally dead. And then before it normally does, during this time every year, it fired up again and things started to be moving and now i know there's still a lot of activity but apparently at least from my amateur perspective on the outside it seems like inventory might be tightening up again because there are people who are trying to get homes that simply can't get them and there are many homes where there are dozens of offers and you got to be really good to get one
3: well you just kind of summed up my weekend my least favorite part of my job is calling people up that have been looking for a home for a very long time in one case two years for a, a couple friends of mine, uh, they have a two-year-old daughter. Uh, I had to call them up on Sunday and say you did not get your home that mm. you wanted, and after two years of looking yeah. um, and being turned down on other offers, and the wife was inconsolable. Um, that's my least favorite. People are like, "Oh, real estate's easy. Must be like shooting fish in a barrel right now." It's like, no, it's nope. not. And then another friend of mine who's single got turned off, uh, turned off, and turned down. Um, on a deal uh, on a house in Richfield that had 10 offers on this little place in Richfield. And I'm like, what?
1: It's a bummer, man. I mean, I, when you find a place that you want to move into, right? I mean, home... Is home and I get the feeling right. Like my wife and I got super lucky on our very first home, and then we also got lucky on our second home. But it, when we sold our first home, we were selling at the peak of the market back in like I don't know two thousand three, yeah, 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 four. Yep, somewhere, that was right around time. there. Yep. It was a huge time. We were getting we were we were asking more than twice what we paid for the home. And we got eight offers and we looked through them all. And, you know, some people are like, you don't have to repaint that thing by the back steps or nice. you don't have to do this or what well, seriously, <laughs> I know, though, I know like, so many different things go into an offer. It is a tricky business. And so you need to have a seasoned veteran realtor who understands just how tricky things are right now.
3: Yeah, my strengths are in negotiation. And, you know, the thing that I love about my job is helping people. The other thing I absolutely love, which is so cool, is reaching out to a band and letting them know that I'm going to donate a portion of every buy and sell to them. And uh, my buyers and sellers get to pick that. Uh, And then I just found out something really cool before I walked into the studio today. Um, uh, Our friend Jared Brewington is on the board of directors of a group called YouthLink, which helps at-risk youth uh, that live in troubled areas of the Twin Cities and at Dyna Realty, we just were granted a $1,000 donation to YouthLink. So that's something that I headed up with Jared and that just happened and um, really cool. So we've got some great... uh, Donation's coming up. We just donated to uh, Gully Boys uh, last week on a sale. And uh, if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. Gully Boys had
1: to cancel the last final two dates of their recent mm. tour but they've been crisscrossing the U.S. and yes. they're one of my favorite young Minnesota bands right now. They're just dynamic and they're good and they're fun to watch live. I remember I caught them a couple of years ago at the Midwest Music Fest which again is coming up at the end of this oh, month. I go? Oh dude, I'm going. I, I don't oh, yeah, care. Okay. I, I'll sleep in my car if I have to. Haley headlining one night, Polisa headlining the other night and then the entire uh, Gully Boys are going to be yes. there. The, the entire roster both days is beautiful and what's known as an incredible city, and it's not some complete fuck fest, like South by Southwest. There's enough room to breathe. Like there are enough venues. Winona is the perfect size, even for bands of that caliber. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about it. So, well, thank you and good luck to you. And congratulations to Gully Boys and anybody else. There are a lot of good bands right now. I'm actually very excited about the state of music and getting back out there. I have bought so many concert tickets recently. I bought tickets to go see McCluskey at the Turf Club in December. I bought tickets to go see uh, MC Chris. My daughter and I. I are leaving in one month's time to go to California for the Cruel World Festival. I, it, it's a time to get back out there. So, Rich, let me ask you this. I know that you have got a very lovely life working and producing and engineering up at your studio, Sparta Sound in sparta minnesota mm-hmm. and obviously there's a great reverence for you and the work you do by a great many artists because you've got no shortage of people who are willing to come up there but when it comes to you rich mattson and the north stars or whatever kind of musical expression you might be feeling at the moment um are you going to get back out there i mean do you like to tour do you like to go play are you looking forward to doing more of that in the year ahead or what does your year look like coming up
5: we've got a lot of stuff coming up this summer and a lot of outdoor stuff and uh more well we're playing at the hook and ladder on my birthday, April twenty
1: third. What that's coming that's up great. in
5: a couple weeks. Yeah. Coming right up. Wow. <laughs> well
1: hey but far as like oh, happy go ahead. early birthday. And also think, yeah. the hook is a cool place, man. A non profit place. Yeah. The people there are amazing. Yeah. And they score surprisingly not only wide range, but a, a varying calibers as well. I love the work. I mean, we just had Christmas Eve on here not too long yeah. ago. I think they do incredible work at the hook. And I love the fact that they're kind of the only venue in my neck of the woods. I live over in Southeast Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. There's not, I mean, there are a few places, the schooner and stuff like that. Yeah. But as far as their caliber, it's not really much else like the hook in Southeast Minneapolis. It's great. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, you're playing yeah. there, but then what does the rest of your summer look like?
5: Um, a lot of, well, all around the state. Yeah, we're gonna at the at the end of August. We're gonna play at the State Fair. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: on what stage? The West Stage West okay. End, I believe it's called. Sure, all right, over I by mean, Machinery Hill or somewhere okay. over there. I don't right write where it is, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. so. Okay, let me ask you this then: You're a lifelong Minnesotan, you know? I mean, having moved around some, you've been to the State Fair a zillion times, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like the State Fair, or is the State Fair a necessary evil? I like it. I love the State Fair. (laughs) I've never had any apologies. I'd go every year. I I mean, I've had to work there. I love going as a civilian, which is why me and my daughter, we have a tradition. We go once a year Mm -hmm. as just our own thing. But, I mean, when I was doing afternoons at Cities, I was there 10 of the 12 days. Oh, fun. But no, 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 no. (laughs) 10 days is too many at the State Fair. Yeah. But going there, you know, two, three, four times... I'm never mad, even when it's crowded and yeah. hot. Oh, I don't it, mind. It's part of the tradition, man. I love it. Is it fun to play there? Do people pay attention, or do they sit there and scream at their kids right in front of the stage? It's it's kind of... It's interesting. <laughs> we we did it with Old Yeller a long time ago, and, uh-huh.
0: and you
5: know, it's, it's like, oh, I think it was the teen stage or something. Yeah. Yeah, but you set up, and people start gathering and sitting, and you don't know anybody, and, <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, I hope they like us, you know. Yeah. And you start playing, and and, you know, when two people get up and leave, you're like, oh, no, what do we do? It's But, over. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on. People, so,
1: people didn't come for an hour and a half show on the kids' game. stage, right? Well, you have to, but you also have to be a pro because I'm sure over the course of your career, whether it was you as a young acoustic singer-songwriter being mm-hmm. very thoughtful and emotional, <laughs> bringing your best young James Taylor to the game, or through the various forms of rock bands that you've played in and all the things you've done, I bet you've played in rooms where there's eight vaguely interested people and i'll bet you oh, played yeah. in rooms that were sold out at capacity where that that feedback loop must have been i mean like energizing like you were ultron or something yeah yeah
5: yeah the, sometimes it's really hard work when if they if it's if it's sparsely attended yeah but, but you yeah just Push on through.
1: You got <laughs> the number of times I've heard people talk about. I went to see this band. There was no one there, and they didn't. Act, they acted like they didn't fucking care. They they put it on like they were playing Wembley yep. Stadium. I'm at right? that
5: point right now where I don't care who's there. I'm I, I just want to play because it's been a real pain. In the, I mean these these past couple of years have been just awful. Yeah. I mean yeah. I've never gone. Okay, I told you how long I've been playing music. Right. I've never gone that long without playing music with my friends in my life. Mm. You know, just and that's crazy. Like, to not think even a about. rehearsal, right? Nothing. Not, I
1: mean, well, I mean, at least so, so you've got the engine. So, like, I'm ready to go during the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, did you shut Sparta Sound down? Like, were people not allowed to come up? Were you locking down entirely? Yeah, for a while we
5: we uh, rented a porta potty in the in the fall and opened the windows because these people
1: are not shitting in and, my uh, toilet. I'll oh tell God, you that right now. Just, uh, it was awful. Yeah.
5: And everybody was wearing a mask. Nobody could come into the control room, you know, and, and, uh,
1: it's not the same.
5: Oh, no, it was, it was pretty awful, but, yeah. um, so it was shut down for a while and <laughs> I posted a picture of me in this, in this Spartasound sound, uh, hoodie that Jermaine got for me for a gift. Right. And, uh, and Jermaine's yeah. your partner for people yes. who don't know. Right. And, and everybody said, I want one. I'll get one. Sign me up for a large. Double XL for me. And I'm like, I didn't get. It. I, that, that, that's just a picture. And and suddenly I just went. Wow, I better get some uh, t-shirts and hoodies made. And welcome I to the world and, of merchandising. Wow, It went over pretty good for you know not working at all, and, well, and it, I I became a haberdasher.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. I see. oh, so you're saying you have a line of chapeaux as Well, <laughs> nice. that's what you're telling me. Well,
5: it's so many weird things got me through the pandemic, and, that, yeah. and I, I I started doing those videos. I'd, I'd do three songs a day, covers, originals. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd try to mix in originals, mm. but all the songs that I've played forever or new stuff that I'd never played before. Like, I did a Dinosaur Jr. song. A friend of mine requested it. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> so I learned it and played it, and, and uh, wound up with, uh, like 243 videos. I wow. uploaded in, the, in my, you know, just every day I'd go and, well, time to go to work. And I'd set up the camera. And, <laughs> but and it's good to figure have out something what song to do I, during like, those times, right? I mean, oh, otherwise yeah.
1: all work and no I'd, play makes Jack a dull I'd boy, play right? play with the lighting and, you know, try yeah. and
5: do it. I, like I did a couple in the garage. I did a couple out, outside and down by the
1: creek. Wow, that, that story right That's there. Fun. Also, nice call on the word crick. I appreciate that. But that story is not entirely dissimilar from the Brian Oak Show story, Sean. Where we're at episode two hundred and forty-one that we're doing yes. right now with Rich yes. Matson. We started this at the dawn of the pandemic, not really realizing yeah. what the next two years were going to look like. And we've been able to stay in touch, whether we're doing it by Zoom or in person at a distance, whatever the case may yeah. be with people. It was frankly, from a psychological standpoint, kind of life-saving for me, because nobody knew what the world was going to look like, right? And you got to find a thing. you got to find a thing you can do. Otherwise, you are going to go mad. You are going to be like Tom Hanks in Castaway. It's going Mm -hmm. to drive you crazy. I found stuff to do. Yeah, well, and good for you, man. And I I know people appreciate it. And so from a music fan's perspective, having that access to you and the things you create must have been great for people. And it must have been good for you for an outlet, but it's, it's no replacement for playing live, correct? not quite no not even close all right so so, but i mean you're gonna get back out there so as we move forward when people you know they're like oh my god because shows are literally getting announced every day that's why i was the credit card got a little toasty to the touch over the weekend buying some concert tickets for upcoming shows um yeah, Oof, I got to think about that. I got to go home and do a little math. Um, but getting back out there, as you start to get back out there, as you're starting to move around, like you said, you're going to be all over the state. What is ground zero for concert information for you? Is it richmatsonmusic.com?
5: Yeah, there's a calendar you, on
1: there. Perfect.
5: And I, try, I I do keep it up to date. It's just a, <laughs> my website. It, it's hilarious. It's just, it's just <laughs> basically just a homepage. And, and, and you hit the little bubbles and it. Like Rich Matson North Stars, it goes to our Facebook page. Right, um, videos. It goes to my YouTube page. Okay, bio goes to this ridiculously long bio that I started probably Which, 15, 20 years ago. I appreciate extremely
1: I always ask people, please send me a brief bio, bio just so I have one thing to say about you at the top of the show. And most people send me that twenty five paragraph. Yes. And yeah, oh, and this like, is more than that's twenty. Not... This is this is a book. Oh, this is a years. diary. Is what this oh, is. Oh, good god, <laughs> a um, journal. I, <laughs> and
5: I do my website on on my old iMac in the in the back room. I got I got the old iMac with the Dreamweaver, and I oh my God. go in there and type in there, and then I oh,
1: I've, got, I've got a very with, old with iMac my, at home. I my got other
5: it. old uh, computer uh-huh. that has Fetch on it, and <laughs> and any and need graphics, I go to the other computer oh that has God. Photoshop
1: on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where can I find your GeoCities chat room? Frankenstein wow. it all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Myspace. Ex- well, oh, yeah. my God. Who's in your top eight friends? Come on now. Or it, <laughs> oh, you, yeah, could do, you could eight. do top four. You could do top eight. You could do top 16. I remember yeah. I was only on Myspace for a while, but I i went pretty deep for the brief couple of years i was on there so but see i think that's a smart thing even if it shunts you around to other places having one portal so people know what the hell rich mattson's up to these days mm-hmm. up to it including his almost interminably long bio slash journal slash i don't know what you want to call it autobiography well, I've got a pretty
5: long list of all the bands that i've Almost all the bands that I've recorded, Well, we, which I wish artists. we could go into here, but I this, see this, it, will be, yeah. this
1: will be a good reason for people to go to richmatsonmusic.com and find that out because the number of people you've worked with over the years that you've recorded at Sparta Sound up north, mm-hmm. by the way, for burgeoning musicians or people who are like, man, I need five days away. I need five mm-hmm. days in a studio. I, we've got a bunch of songs we want to lay down and move forward. Do, are, are you booked out for a long time? Are you still taking people over the summer? Given that you're going to be out on the road more, or what? What does it look like if people want to come up to Sparta Sound?
5: I've got about two weekends open this summer. But wow!
1: <laughs> busy, busy, busy.
5: Lots of lots of shows
1: lined up. Yeah, well, good. Lots of recording. Okay, well, guess what? Then that gives me an opportunity to tell these upcoming singer songwriters and bands. Polish your songs a little bit more, right? Rich Rich doesn't want an amateur showing up. Then look at this fall or this coming winter. And you know what? For people who bitch about Minnesota winter, I know there's no way you move to Sparta if you don't feel the same way I do. I don't love the pouring rain. I don't love April snow, but I love winter, man. I don't mind winter. The cold, the crisp, the quiet. I I got nothing against it. And I mean, you, you clearly don't. Otherwise, you wouldn't have moved back up north. Of course, it gets old, you know.
5: Mid to late February, of yes, it does. So, so does summer. I think I mean, I mean, I those hot, it. hot
1: days—I, I, I don't like. I call it <laughs> dinosaur weather. As soon as the temperature is above eighty and the dew point is above sixty fuck off i can't wait for dinosaur below. weather i can dinosaur it's only good for <laughs> dinosaurs and ferns man nobody else likes that shit you know? <laughs> we got to wrap it up here rich it's been really cool to talk to you oh man. my goodness uh i'm sorry i know it's i it, we could do this for hours but <laughs> i'm uh, having it's, fun well so <laughs> and i'm glad that you had Thank fun you coming up but, yeah exactly well, i was gonna say you're welcome back anytime that you're in town right i mean fantastic seriously the next time you come back to play you're more than welcome to come back i just we try to keep here's the thing no matter how engaging the guest, and don't get me wrong, you are engaging, <laughs> leading studies indicate that most people stopped listening 15 minutes ago. And it's not you, it's me. Actually, it's not me, it's Sean. It's, it's me. me. Stuff to it's totally my fault. <laughs> but seriously, people have a hard time listening more than 45 minutes, even if they like the guest or the oh, topic. Oh, I know it. Well, that's that's why we're wrapping up right now, but we will have you back, I promise. Thank you for coming in, Rachel. Absolutely. I want to thank our good friends at AudioQuip before we go. They're the ones who have provided us with genuinely pro level equipment in the Smart Start MN studio. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. And thank you very much to Smart Start MN. Thanks to all of our guests who have ever come by. Thanks to all of our Patreon members that continue to support us. I promise you we're gonna get you a live showcase coming up in the not too distant future. Uh thanks to anybody who's ever listened, shared, subscribed. Amplified. We don't have this show if people aren't out there listening and if people didn't care. So a a heartfelt thank you to everybody on this rather dour and soggy spring afternoon. Rich, we are going to call it a show. But before we go, you're going to play one more song for us. And this is brand new. Brand new. Coming out today, if I'm not mistaken.
5: Yeah. Uh, we've, We've been working on tunes. We've got about, I don't know, between 10 and 15 new songs that sounds
1: like an album to me yes
5: when is that happening well the album won't come out until probably the end of the year but we're going to drop some singles along the way
1: well that sounds fantastic I mean, it's good to have a little extra juice as you're moving out on tour and doing some things um that's how it's done these days yeah oh, it is. you singles. drop some singles yeah, yeah. but it's, it's weird because back in the day like uh-huh. way back in the day yeah. it was all singles man. The there were no yeah. albums so <laughs> i'm
5: i'm i'm all for it all right good and this and is so- called greetings from the island of guitars
1: well, greetings, everybody, and thanks for listening, and thanks again, Mr. Manson. You're welcome. Thanks for having
2: me. I lock myself up in a wound, or a tooth, or is it a wound? I'll find out pretty soon. I'm so glad for the tooth, and for you, if I wish I could say.